the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey. Hey. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Good. The weekend. We survived the heat. Barely. It's been hot. It's Takes been me back hot. to, what was it, uh, Good Morning Vietnam? It's hot. Hot, hot, hot. <laughs> oh, man, it, it was, though. I, I was coming down the road the other day, and there was a road crew out doing some road work. And the guy with the sign, it looked like you'd walked up to him and dumped 10, ten mm-hmm. gallons of water on him. Mm-hmm. It was unreal. How'd you think I felt? Oh, Out there in turnout Aww. gear. That, yeah, but you choose to do that. You volunteered to do that. You have you can't complain about something you're volunteering you know, we, to do. You know what we decided we were gonna do? My lieutenant said we need to put like sprinklers on the outside of the trucks. And <laughs> stand in front of and, it. And like push like a little button and just walk up to it and get your little self a little shower and then go back to work. I thought it, I thought it was a bang up idea. Sounds good to me. I know. <laughs> Uh, yes, but welcome into the show. It's another another Saturday in Woods and Water, South Carolina. I'm, my name is Roger Metz, and we don't say that much anymore. Who are you? Who am I? Yeah, who are you? Who am I? I don't even know. I don't see you very much anymore, so who are you? I'm Taylor. Nice to meet you, Dad. Yes, good I'm to see daughter. you again. Yes, uh-huh. you're my daughter. Yes, uh-huh. I have two of them. Yeah, you do. <laughs> glad, glad you know that. Uh, but yeah, folks, it is hot. And 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 luckily this past week it was dry. You know it wasn't the the humidity levels weren't near what they were the, the week before. Mm-hmm. So it was almost tolerable. But be careful because you can dehydrate in a hurry even when there's no humidity. We always like say if if you're planning on being outside for a long period of time, start drinking water the day before. Yep, the day before. Because you will sweat so much and. Okay. And even when you're out there, continue to drink water, but don't start the morning of. Yeah, because you you don't realize it when you're you don't realize it on the front end when you're getting that that heat exhaustion or, or whatever you got. Um, and if you feel like you're hot, if you're outside working in your garden or something, go inside, take a break. Don't don't push yourself. But don't go inside and then drink a lot of water because that's bad for you. Yeah, too. don't do that either. <laughs> <laughs> drink drink in moderation, folks. Yeah, even when it comes to water. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but thanks for joining us today. We're gonna we're gonna be talking to to Patrick Walters, uh, Bassmaster Elite Series guy, and uh, and been been following him on on the water since 2014. Uh, he is fishing the National Professional Fishing League this year, so we'll probably talk a little bit about both. And then we don't know what else we're gonna talk about, but we'll we'll find something. We'll find something to fill up a couple of segments with him. He's always fun to be around and and to talk to. And as he told me on the phone the other day, I haven't refused to take your call yet. So I guess I'll know at some point if I've ever screwed up because he won't answer my phone call. That's right. Um, is there anything going? Uh, big, lots of Fourth of July stuff, and I know I covered some of this last week. And uh, if you listen last week, you just have to. I, that was a great. Scott does such a great show when we talk about all that. But I hated to rerun a show last week, but the week before that was just a. Hmm. 
I mean, you think you have bad weeks or busy weeks, and then you have a week like that, and it just, it was like radio, uh, what? Radio, radio show? <laughs> that, 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 that. So, it was a long week last Yeah, week. and schedules just changed, and, and including our guests and all. We'll, we'll get them back on later on. Um, but yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna have Scott on for a real show, uh, coming up this fall. We bought a, we bought a food saver. Well, not a food saver. We bought a Weston 2600. It is a... Make it sound so fancy. A, a vacuum sealer, almost an industrial grade. Yeah, kind of like the kitchen grade, the commercial grade, the industrial grade. I think this one's, it's, it's, it's a hoot. It's a hoot to use. Having I'm, having, I'm having I think, fun with I it. I think you're having too much. Fun. I am having fun with it. You're having too much fun. I, 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 I'm I having smoked too much 30 fun. pounds of Boston butts, uh, of last, the first part of the week. Um, ate probably two pounds that night. Eight. <laughs> a couple pounds to my parents, gave a couple pounds to your sister, and still put 14 pounds of Boston butt in the freezer mm. on the shrink wrap. Oh, 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 pro tip. Ah, uh, we'll get to that later. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about about vacuum seal a little bit later on. What's the matter with you? You got to sneeze. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All that was coming. That was hilarious, folks. Stop. That was so much fun. Everybody's fun of me because of the way I sneeze. You, well, yeah, it's. it's did it is. did okay. your mother never tell you not to make fun of people's sneezes? She did, but she taught me not to do a lot of things that I yeah. always did. Okay, yeah, you open yourself up. Uh, we'll get back to that. But anyway, let's. Uh, Calendar events is is about the Fourth of July, Brought except for this. By Capital City Lake Murray Country. Uh, you took my line. Brought to you by Capital City. Lake Murray Country. No, it's see. Just, Speak up. It's it still, doesn't sound You right. just ruined it. Okay. Just they, we have the calendar events brought <laughs> to you by Capital City. Lake Murray Country. There we go. Okay. Golly. If you're fast, like in the next three hours, two and a half hours. What? Yeah, you can make it down to to uh, Columbia for the seventh annual Columbia Shrimp and Goods Fest. This oh, is that, something on there. This is on their uh, page. Uh, it's going to be at uh, Lord have mercy. I hate this. What? I'm sure it's at Sea Wells. Saturday, six to nine. I'm sure it's at Sea Wells. That's a, but it doesn't say. Why do they send me this stuff and don't tell me what it's at? Oh, oh. Anyway, <laughs> it's the Shrimp and Grits Festival in Columbia. Columbia is 6 to see. Oh, well. Go down there. Or look on the Capital City Lake Murray Country website, but I'm almost positive it's Seawell's Catering. Right there at the fairgrounds. 7th and Columbia. It's just a bunch of restaurants that have Shrimp and Grits on the menu. Most of them come there to see who's the best. All right. What you got? That's that would be worth a trip down there. Absolutely. Um, Fountain Fireworks Spectacular is putting on their fireworks show July second. Um, it all starts at six p.m. They're gonna have food and music and kids entertainment. It doesn't say when the fireworks start, but I'm assuming it's gonna be around like nine forty-five or ten. Just when the sun is completely down. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, if you're on Facebook, go to any lake group. And they will tell you where the fireworks are on the lake. I know the friends of Lake Kiwi have been talking about South Cove and one of the marinas is having and et cetera, et cetera. So if you're on Facebook and you want to know where the local fireworks display on your lake is going to be, 
That's the best place to find it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, July 4th celebration at Big Water Marina and Campground on Lake Hartwell is going to have their fireworks show starting at 9 p.m. That's starting a little early. Um, they're also going to have music and food trucks, and that's July 2nd. South Carolina's 4th of July tradition continues on July the 4th. It's a salute from the shore. Uh, I'm not quite sure which one this is, but it's a bunch of them. We'll be to one of them, won't we? Yes, we'll be out there. Um, And the big thing about salute from the shore is you get out on the beach, you go big with red, white, and blue, whether it's flags or canopies or or whatever else, your clothes, because what we have is we have F-16s and a C-17 flying down the coast of South Carolina. They start at Cherry Grove at 1 o'clock. The F-16s will, of course, lead off with that one. Uh, they're at Myrtle Beach 103, Polly's Island 106, Isle of Palms 115, um, Charleston Harbor 116, Folly Beach 120, Edisto 124, Buford at 135, and the C-17 follows at 105 at Cherry Grove, uh, and we'll finish up at 154 in Buford, so... The C-17 moves a little slower than the... Moves a little slower than the, the F-16s, um, <laughs> Just a little. Just a need a bit, but, uh, yeah, but just go out there, go big, let them see you. Uh, take pictures, do videos, and, and Salute from the Shore has a website and all, and they'd love for you to share anything from the beach to their website. Mm-hmm. Quick, you got a few minutes to get in another one. I'm just going to get one more. Uh, Piggins 4th of July celebration, again, <laughs> start, it starts at 6 p.m. It's on July 4th. It's got music, food, kids' fun, and the fireworks show. It's all the same thing. Just pick one closest to you. Go ahead. Go ahead and get one more in. Uh, Hillbilly Day. <laughs> That's always a fun one. I'm not sure. where. Oh, Mountain Rest. Yep. Uh, it's on 4th of July, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. They're going to have dancing, music, food, games, free admission, and free parking. All right. Hang on. We're going to talk to Patrick and all, and then we'll be back because we got a few more calendar events for you. See you on the other side. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm so This was your favorite song we went to, when I took you to see. Uh, did I take you to see the Doobie Brothers? What I, was that? No, it was the Doobie Brothers. I'm yeah, but never... Don Felter was playing this. You loved it. Uh uh-uh. uh. He did. I don't even remember that song. <laughs> he played a bunch of Eagle song, Taylor. I, I don't know. That was Maybe forever that was Jordan. Ago, Dad. Was that Jordan I took? No, you took me. It was you. Golly. You did like this song, though. Because mm-hmm. it was like a mini Eagles concert. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Definitely uh, me. Okay. All right. All right. We, 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 got a, we got a bigger name on the line than you and I are talking about music. Uh, it, it is uh, Bassmaster Elite Series and National Professional League Series angler Patrick Walters, who reminds me to this day he has never turned me down for a radio interview. You there? Roger, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, I got you. Roger, hey, I'm happy to be here. Uh, and Roger, like, I always tell you, I'm never going to turn you down. Oh. All you got to do is call. I might forget to text you back, but I'll always answer your call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some people are texters and some people are callers, and I never can remember which is which. So I have a little note under you that just said, call him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how things? How are you, man? I'm doing fantastic. I'm actually in the truck now. I'm heading north. You know, I've had th- two two weeks at home. Right. Um, I'm, 
It's been hot though. We've had some ninety degree days. Yeah. I've been sweating. I've been packing the stuff up, and hey, I'm heading to the North Country for to start the Northern Swing. Yeah, we're actually um, going to Saginaw Bay first for the for the fourth NPFL. Right, and then I'm going to spend a week in between just kind of fun fishing. Dad's actually in the truck with me. Nice. He's going to get to practice with me. And then we're heading to St. Lawrence for the next elite. So I feel pretty good about getting a little uh, brown sugar back in my life. <laughs> and how is Dad these days? He's doing good. Roger, how are you and Taylor? I'm good, Todd. <laughs> it's, it's good to hear your voice again, man. It's been a long time since we've seen you. It has. It has. Think classic last, the yeah. classic at Fort Worth. Yeah. That was it. That was it. Right. But so you got a double whammy on this show. Yeah, I do. Gosh, maybe we'll, maybe we'll want to interview Todd to get some dirt on Patrick. Patrick, <laughs> <laughs> this interview's over. <laughs> so Todd, are you are you uh, you know I see you and and your wife practically at every tournament. Are y'all doing a? Are y'all making it a thing to be at every elite series tournament you can be at? We are. We've only missed one elite tournament since Patrick started, and um, we're going to try and go to about half of the NPFLs. Okay. The thing with the thing with the NPFL is I get to practice with Patrick. Ah. So yeah, so I, I'm coming on a fishing trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on, on somebody else's dime. That's even better. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Patrick, from your standpoint, what's it like having the, that kind of support at every at every elite tournament? It, it means a lot because if you have that support behind you, you know they're believing in you. And it also, if something happens, if you know you, you get a flat tire or anything on the road, I mean, there's only a couple things are consistent in fishing. It's things are going to change and things are going to break. Right. And when you've got somebody like Dad being there, it helps because. If there's a problem, it's not a problem. It's just how are we going to fix it? Right. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Just having that crew there, you just you know you get somebody you can depend on. Sure. Meantime, Emily's back home working. Somebody's got to make it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh well, that's all good stuff. All right. Well, let's see. The MPFL. What's the? You know, it's the National Professional Fishing League. I think this is what their second year. Yes, sir. This second is their year? second year. What? Uh, what? And you're not fishing any opens this year. So what's the thought process behind fishing NPFLs, knowing that you and I talked earlier and you knew you were going to miss the first one because of an Elite Series tournament? I didn't actually know I was going to fish the first one oh. until the first one got there. Oh. Because um, originally when they scheduled the dates, I was good to fish it. Okay. Um, and then they did some schedule changes because of some – just at the beginning of the year, it was like in December, and I right. was actually duck hunting in Nebraska when they changed it. And I just like looked at my phone, and I was like, oh, they changed it. I was like, oh, yeah, those dates are good. I'm fine. But I forgot that the Bassmaster Classic practice was a week ahead of the tournament, basically. <laughs> okay. I just saw that the Classic dates were good. I forgot about the practice dates. Gotcha. And uh, that, that kind of got me. Um, but the main reason I would fish the NPFL this year was it's six tournaments. Right. Um, and I always fish two divisions of the Opens, which is six tournaments as well. Okay. But the money's a little bit better. It's more money up front. It's thirty grand in entry fees. Okay. But it's fifty grand first place. But also they pay down to the top forty, and that's like nine grand. So if you get a check in the top forty, you cut the nine grand check instead of it's the top forty that get paid in the Opens. 
where you're fishing against 225 guys and you're getting $2,500 back. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're barely, you're not making any money really in the opens. It's a great format to qualify for the Elite Series. It is the best trail to fish if you want to make a living fishing. Yeah. Because you to qualify for the opens, but if you want to do it to make money. That's why I think the MPFL shines a little bit better because it's 125 guys is a full field. I think we're down to like 116 right now. Okay. But um, there's a month off limits. Everybody gets three days of practice. There's no the there's the no information rule, so it's a level playing field, which okay. I love because if I'm traveling fishing the elites, I can show up and everybody's on the same same playing field of hey. They haven't been there for a month practicing. They haven't been getting information. Where the opens, you get a lot of guy. He's been fishing that lake for a month. Sure, you already feel like you're playing the eight ball. Sure, and that's what I love. It's the same rules as the elites. It's just a different trail, different lakes, different group of guys. It, it kind of just spices things up a little bit. Cool. What's his record over there, Taylor? They missed the first one. What's the second? What's oh Lake Hartwell? Mm-hmm. What did you finish on Lake Hartwell? You finished second, Patrick. It wasn't too bad. It was a decent tournament. I didn't even. I felt like I could have had a great tournament. I didn't fish as clean as I should have, uh, but we'll take second place. I'd take second place. And I then, mean, <laughs> and then what was Watts Bar again? Watts Bar. Yeah. You took first place on that one. <laughs> Super three is not bad. You know? Yeah, no, not shabby not at, at all. all. <laughs> a little bit of a chance in that first. So sitting twenty fifth, twenty fifth in points. I tell you, that tells you how two good finishes can really, really Impact. dig you out of a, the hole. Yeah, absolutely. And I think top ten get top 10 in ALY at the end of the year get like cash prizes. I think first place is 20 grand, so it's like... Oh, wow. Yeah, they're in trouble. I mean, I'm still... I'm I'm going for ALY. Why not? Yeah. Well, I, I've never accused you of fishing just to go out there and have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I always say I'm going out there to have fun, but anybody who has ever fished with me, Roger, you probably know this. I, I know this. <laughs> for some unexpected reason. Like, I'm out there like, hey, everybody's having fun, and I'm like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, calm down. And honestly, I got I to gotta, I gotta say, I blame that on Dad. I get that from him. Ooh. Todd taking a hit. When we're out there, hey, it's good, though. I mean, yeah. out for blood. Yeah. Fighting somewhere on that lake, you better go find. We just got to go catch him. <laughs> yeah, I was having fun with you fishing until I got compared to Emily once or twice. <laughs> That's why I feel so sorry for her because she takes the brunt of it. We're out there fighting. I'm sure she does. Like, Come on, get it up under there. Like, I'm making her skip under that tree or something. Like, I'm not fishing either. I'm just, like, standing there hovering. That's exactly what not he was good. doing with me. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, come up here on the front so you can get a better angle on it. And I'm like, I don't want to come up there. <laughs> That's like going to the principal's office. <laughs> exactly. And I'm gonna critique you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh yeah. You. Oh, you do. You did. You will be happy to know I'm a lot better now than I was that year. Much well, better. You're gonna have to come back and make another trip. Yeah. We'll have to bring Taylor with us because she's like I was back then, so she can come up on the front deck. Oh, so now you're sending me to the principal's office. I'm sending office. you to the principal's office. <laughs> come on. 
Oh, man, good times all the way around. Um, oh, cool. And then, and then, of course, you got the Elite Series. Uh, yeah, I don't want to get too far. Taylor's reminding me of the time frame here. got about two and a half minutes here. Um, gosh, Taylor, come on. Give me something. Yeah, you got? I, I, I don't know. You got nothing. You, got a, you don't have a two-minute filler? I have a lot of stuff, but it's not two minutes. Worth. It's not two Okay, minute minute filler or two minute filler. What and we talked about maybe getting the second. What do you? What is your off season when you're two weeks at home or a month at home? What are you doing when you're not getting ready for the next tournament? You know, spending time with family because with so much time on the road, it feels good to get home, take a couple of days off, spend time with the family, kind of do some odd and end things around the house. But basically, it's I'm going to be on the boat out doing something somewhere, kind of just enjoying fishing or just hanging out. Just, and then also, but you just said you don't you just don't go have fun fishing. I usually don't take a rod at that time. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm taking a rod. It's straight business. Taking the dog but, with uh, you. There you go. Taking the dogs, taking the yep. family on the boat, just going out there riding. And then after that, it's basically preparing for the next tournament. I mean, I've been preparing for two weeks, rigging tackle, organizing, getting the boat ready. Um just little little things you know you're always got to be working on something for the next picture todd what are you doing on your time off between tournaments do what now i asked asked todd i asked todd what he does between tournaments we've been doing a lot of work um got rental properties uh got hunting property we just bought two places over on Edisville Beach. Oh, he's turned into a real estate agent. We're, we're, we're planning on moving to Edisville, so really, we got two. Well, yeah, we got two boats over there ready to go. So uh, we're just ready to make this northern swing so we can get back to some saltwater fishing. <laughs> back, back to the roots and the dark side of fishing, huh? Exactly. I, I tell you what, you can learn a lot saltwater fishing that will carry over into fresh yep. and back to the salt. All about that current deal. Yeah. All uh, about that idle, current. It, it is. It, it, it really helps you, especially when you fish in the Elite Series and you go to tidal fisheries. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people, a lot of people don't understand it. And you got a pretty good leg up on them. I hear you. All right. Well, y'all hang on. We're gonna we got a double shot of the Walters today on the show. Um, y'all hang on through the break. We'll get more Woods and Water Cycling on the other side. You should let me push the button. No, I'm not gonna let you push the button. But like I said, we're gonna we're gonna redo that intro. But here we go. Oh, oh Todd and and all those are gonna be doing a lot of this at Edisto. So this is just for you, Todd. Hey, thanks. I can picture Todd and Kenny sitting on the dock right now. Can't you right now? Can't you just see that? That That's an easy picture to see. <laughs> oh God. Oh, I heard Geddes's name. What now? <laughs> oh man, good stuff. But anyway, we're back with uh talking to Patrick Walters and uh we got we got a guest appearance by by his dad Todd, which is 
Man, Todd, we, we go back to watching this kid a long time, haven't we? Hey, we sure have. It's, it's been a long, it seems like a long time, but it really hadn't been. Um, it, it, I don't think we've enjoyed it as much as we've rushed through it. <laughs> and, and, I mean, that seems to be like our fishing technique. If, if we rush through it and we don't really enjoy the fishing part of it. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. Sometimes you just got to slow down a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, last thing we talked about National Professional Fishing League, we do want to talk about the Elite Series a little bit, but but I'm always one to hit up and uh, and and try to get some, try to pull some tips out of these guys when I can. I'm not I'm I don't want to ask them for spots, but I do want to ask them to help you me out. Go digger. I am, buddy. I tell you, I got to work these relationships to get something out of them. Uh, <laughs> besides good friendship, I'll take the good friendship over everything else. Um, but uh, Patrick, if you if you're gonna be out fishing, uh, we're already here in late June, so you might as well just say July and August. What do you what are you gonna have on your deck? You know, it is it's warm in July. So I'm gonna be fishing big baits to an extent. Bigger baits and I'm gonna be covering a lot of water. I'm gonna have I'm gonna give you four rods. All right. Two of them are in the same category. I want top water. I want a big spook, a big top a walk in top water, and a frog. Okay. Um, you know, like at Santee, the early morning frog bite, it's hard to beat. And you know, at Murray, Hartwell, and Santee, there's a great big spook bite, topwater bite, something along those lines. And then I want a big worm, whether it's an old monster on a Texas rig or a mag trick worm on a big shaky head. Okay. You know, something you can drag through brush piles, drag on points. All right. And then finally, I want a deep diving crankbait, something I can throw across points, burn, cover a lot of water, um, and just find those aggressive fish you know it's hot in july the fish are going to have to be active and they're going to eat so i'm with a big worm a crankbait and top water when you say big top are you talking six eight inches stuff yeah like a just a super spoon super spoon. Okay. yeah like okay. a, a a big skimmer not a huge huge top water, okay but. all right because i know i got some of those that makes some of those seven <sighs> eight inch walking baits and i'm like i look at that thing and go uh-uh, i ain't even bother throwing that thing but like a good size spook or the skimmer grande skitter v13 those okay. bigger size oh i know what i'm gonna get do you throw your top waters on braid straight braid baby straight, straight braid. braid i used to throw it on mono a good fit but it's just hard to beat braid braid just casts so much further you get the hooks penetrated and no issues i i, I had this conversation with davy height and he said you don't have to work near as hard with a top water bait on braid as you do with mono you don't. I mean, I'm telling you, you, you get it down where you're almost twitching the bait with the real handle. Like, you don't have to use such a long, cumbersome rod anymore. Like, I used to use a 7-Eleven when I was throwing it on mono because, like, you would – that's how big of a rod you'd have to use to throw it as okay. far as you needed to. And then you would just wear yourself out twitching it. Now I'm using a 7-4, and I'm just, like, light twitches. Like, you're barely twitching the rod, and the bait's <laughs> – That's what he side. said. Okay. I, I don't know if you can see it, but that's what my hands are doing. <laughs> I, I can see it in my mind's eye. Uh, exactly. <laughs> all right, Taylor, elites. Yeah, so we're going to switch gears here. Um, like we said, you're not fishing any opens this year. You're 14th in AOI standings right now. And you all have some exciting stops coming up. 
Yeah, I'm actually not too happy where I'm at in AOI. I just haven't had a good year in the Elite this, <laughs> this year for some reason. I just haven't been fishing clean. I don't know what it is, but that's why I'm excited to be heading up north right now because I have a week in Saginaw, all smallmouth country. I'm going to have a week in between there in St. Lawrence because I'm actually going to stay up here in New York and Ohio and Michigan for that week, and I'm going to fish nothing but smallmouth for a week, just fun fishing to make sure all my gear tackles down in because the next stop for the elites is the St. Lawrence River, and I'm going up there for some redemption. I'm excited about that tournament. I think it's going to be a blast. Yeah. And I, when I get there, I want to make sure everything's in tune because I want to make a little comeback. And then when we go from there, we go back, go back home for two or three weeks, and then Oahe. I'm really excited about Oahe. I think it's just so different. Do Nobody's tell. really been there. Yeah. Um, I think this. I think it's going to be some of the best smallmouth fishing we've ever seen with Bassmaster. As long as the weather stays good, I think it's going to be absolutely amazing. And y'all have a back to back there. Y'all go from Oahe to Mississippi River right after that. Yep, straight to the Mississippi River in La Crosse, Wisconsin. And that one's actually got me a little nervous um, compared to the first two because it's such a diverse fishery. You know, you can fish for smallmouth in the river. Yep. You can fish fast backwaters for largemouth on a frog or a swim jig. But it's so much water to cover there. Uh, and we, like you said, you only get like two and a half days of practice. You can kind of get lost in an area like that. It's just because I've never been there, which I've never been to Hawaii either, but I feel like that one's going to be a lot easier because it's – I feel like I know where those smallmouth are going to be at, where at Mississippi River there's a lot more options. Right. Well, with those back-to-back tournaments like Oahe and Mississippi River, if you were to make the cut for Saturday and Sunday on Oahe, you're losing the travel days and practice days for Mississippi River – what, like, kind of weighing your options on that, would you rather fish for the championship or would you rather have those extra days to go and travel and practice for Mississippi River? I'd rather fish for the championship. They are giving us an extra day of travel in between there because uh-huh. they are both fast back-to-back tournaments. So they are giving us a spare day in there for if you do make the final day to get there. But a bird in the hand is worth more than two in the bush. So I'd rather take the championship when you can get it because nothing's ever promised. You may go to the next one and practice for three days at zero. Mm -hmm. So it's like you got to take it when you can get it. What about the next one get there? You know, uh, with with tide and tow and all that and going up north of smallmouth lakes, you know, most of these smallmouth lakes have uh, pretty good uh, walleye populations. Do you you eat pretty good when you go to some of these upper northern lakes? We're going to eat pretty darn We've been eating walleye since we left Somerville this morning. Yeah. <laughs> I, I literally have the fillet board in the toolbox and the electric fillet knife packed and charged. Like, we're going up there with mission to kill. <laughs> that That is by far some of the best fish I've ever eaten. It uh, really is. Outside of salt water. Up. Yeah. It's the most... It is the most comparable freshwater fish to saltwater. Yeah, I agree. it is. It is. I had never eaten any, and a friend of mine, um, oh, my gosh, he had a buddy who he played hockey with whose dad lived in Quebec who had a friend who had this huge place up in, my gosh, up near Shabugamu somewhere in northern something other than that. It's a nine-hour nine hour truck ride to get up there. Dirt roads, logging Woo. trucks. I mean, it was a 
It was a thing that I told Kevin next time I go up, I'm going to fly in. Ain't no way I'm driving. I was, I was a nervous wreck. Uh, but anyway, we got up there, and the lake is just its nothing but pike and walleye. And wow. the walleye, like, have never seen a lure. I mean, it just... It didn't matter what you threw. I mean, I was catching on a fly rod. Um, wow. But it was just like, that was some of the best fish I have ever eaten in my life. Just good stuff. Uh, my mouth is literally watering. Yeah. <laughs> you got me fired up. We we had it and moose all week long. That's That was the meat. How is moose? I've never tried it. Uh, it was pretty good. It, we mostly had moose hash. Um, okay. Because it was frozen and, you know, it just... Nobody wanted to wait yeah. till it thawed out because we didn't have a microwave oven. Uh, so rather than let it sit out there for a day or two to thaw out, we were just hacking it up, making hash out of it and all that. But it was really good. I mean, you know. That just does not sound That's good fish at camp all. food, buddy. You eat what's yeah, out yeah. there. It makes our walleye sound real good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. Um but you know, you know, talking about your point standing elite, and we just got a, a couple of minutes left. Um, you know, you got a forty-eight, a fifty, and a fifty-one, but you're only, but you're sitting, what, fourteenth, Taylor? Yeah. And that's uh, that that just shows the ups and downs of fishing, professional fishing. It's not that you really tanked and had a horrible one, but evidently everybody ahead of you tanked and had horrible fisheries somewhere else. You know. It has been an off year for a lot of people, but each tournament, the one, the cuts that I've missed, I've been less than a pound from making the cut on each one. And each of those tournaments, I've lost, like, multiple fish that would have put me in the cut. And that's what hurts. It's like uh, you, you've given yourself a chance and you had an opportunity and then, like, something just happened and you didn't execute. And that's what makes me just kind of frustrated by it. It's not like you didn't have the bites. I mean, I was never on the fish to do for a top ten, right. per se, but it was like you were on the fish to get paid. I got you. It's just didn't execute. So that's why I, I'm not – Overly thrilled, but that's why I'm, we're going up here to chase some smallmouth and make some ground back up. Yeah, you missed your big bite this year. Yeah, and when you did think when you did get the big bite, and you didn't pin him and, and land it. Yep. And I think that's where we're fourteenth in points instead of in six. Yeah. Yep. Well, look, you guys be careful traveling. We'll catch up with you on the road somewhere, or maybe here back in South Carolina. But thanks for being on the show. Um, safe travels. Everybody else, hang on. We'll be back. More Woods and Water South on the other side. Hey, thank you all. Y'all take care. <laughs> really? You know what's funny about what? talking to Patrick? What? He, he, he talks about fun fishing. But then he when he talks about fishing, he doesn't fish. fun fish. No. But he's talking about going up there with Todd, and they're going to fun, fun fish, fish for a week. No, they're going to be <laughs> screaming at each other on a 21-foot boat. <laughs> I would like to be on that boat, like in a rod locker you, or something. I, say, I, <laughs> I don't want to be where baits are flying around I'd and stuff wanna, like that. I want to be one of like little fishies that is underneath them. That oh, no. is listening to oh, all no. the conversations. I'd rather be in a rod locker. No. Listen to that conversation. No. I don't it's just, be on it's funny. He talks about it. He goes, I can't go fun fishing. He got on the lake and have fun, but I can't have a rod in the boat. Yep. And uh, and then he turns right around and Love says, like I'm going to be up there fun fishing for a week. You? You're the same way. What? Yes, you are. Not. Yes, you Yes, you are. And I blame it all on him. You blame that all on Jake Metz. 
It's not oh, Patrick gosh. Walters lot. It's my granddaddy's Good fault. Good old Jake. My granddaddy. <laughs> Going fishing was a chore. It was a job. Paddling it was an adventure. The pond and yeah, I mean, when when my brother was fishing with my granddaddy, they had a motor. I mean, I think it was like a three or four horsepower motor, but it still was a motor. <laughs> When I got there, I had a paddle. I had a motor. It was an eight-foot feather-light paddle. Featherbrand. That was it. Featherbrand paddle. And, you know, try being six, seven years old sitting in the back of a V-Hull Alumacraft boat and and banging that paddle on either gunnel as you switch from one side to the other. And your granddaddy turned around and going, can you make a little noise, a little more noise, Roger? He didn't say it like that. I promise you, it wasn't yeah, said like that. Figured that. In between, he had a he had a um, oh gosh, a silver Ford Fairlane. This was the this was the car we started out in. And he had a Grand Torino, a yellow Grand Torino. After that, this was the truck. No, huh? Both cars. Oh, I thought yeah. it was a truck. No, Fairlane, and then Granny Granny didn't own a truck. Hmm. He owned a car. Hmm. They only had one car. Grandmother Metz did not drive. Or maybe she did. She just drove his car. I, remember, I think they only had one car at a time when I remember. But anyway, the cows. I, this is, the I cows yeah. love to lick the paint on the Ford Fairlane. And so it didn't matter which side of the pond we were on. If we were closer to that bank, it was out of the boat, go run the cows <laughs> off. If I had to run around the whole pond to get it done, then I had to run back around the whole pond to get back in the boat. And all you got your workout in. Now you know why fishing is a job. It's an adventure. Oh, yeah. I have fun when I go to Chester fishing. Mm-hmm. When I'm just on the farm pond or something, whacking brim with worms, it's fun. Or or beetle spin. They they can't stand a beetle spin. <laughs> they just can't, they can't pass it up. <laughs> they can't pass it up. That's the most. Fishing so simplified, it's not fun. <laughs> it's, like, it's like smoking those Boston butts the other day. Other than just the time of it all, yeah. it is like dumb cooking. You know, it tastes good. The brine you put it in for 24 hours starts the taste off. <laughs> you sprinkle it now with whatever rub you want. You put it on the smoker at 225 to 250. You keep the temperature going all day long like that, and you pull it off, wrap it up in an and hour and a half. Get, you get a nice smelling house and oh, yeah. yard. A yard. It all <laughs> smells good. Anywhere you go around here, all those it smells good. But, uh, uh, Oh, we'll get back to that. Let's let's finish up the calendar event. Brought to you since I messed it up the first time. Brought to you by Capital City, Lake Murray Country. I wanted to make a note on my hillbilly day. Yes. Um, even though it is at four on Fourth of July, they're not going to be having fireworks. Yeah, but it's a fun Fourth of but, July thing to do. Yes. Because you can do it, then go fireworks. Yep. All right. Where where are you going after that? Yeah, it's, your, it's your turn. Huh? It's your turn. Well, I've I've got three left, oh, okay. and you've only got. Six left, so okay, you go well, ahead and do Well, Easley's putting on their 4th of July festival with music again, but they've got fiv- over 15 bands coming. Hot dog. Um, there's an air dog show. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> and a kid zone. And fireworks start at 945. One of the best ones, or I guess one of the premier ones, is the Patriots Point fireworks show in Mount Pleasant, uh, where you can enjoy the fireworks on the flight deck of the USS Yorktown. That would be cool. Uh, they just went the the tickets just went on sale this past week. They cost twenty five dollars a piece, and uh, it's called the Fourth of July Fireworks Blast at Patriots Point Naval Museum. Oh, uh, yeah, you get an enhanced viewing option. 
So food and drinks will not be allowed on the flight deck, however. And uh, but they do have gourmet popsicles. <laughs> gourmet pop. Okay. Yeah. Uh, flight deck capacity is limited, and tickets are expected to sell out quickly. If you wanted to get that to have at it. Uh, in, in addition to the flight deck option, Patriots points a guest are invited to a free party, which will happen landside. Uh, the event will not require a ticket. Guests enjoy live music, access to more than a dozen food trucks, and fireworks show above Charleston Harbor after sundown. Parking at Patriots Point for the day will be 20 bucks per vehicle. Bring your own seats. There you go. Bring your own seats. Yep, bring your own chairs. Yeah. Uh, and, the- and the regular museum is open from 9 to 5. Cool. I get a twofer. The Independence Fest in Walhalla is July 1st to the 4th, so it's a multi-day thing. And they're having, it's on Main Street, and they're going to have live music and rides and fireworks, and all the stores on Main Street are having specials and everything, so it'll be a fun thing to go to. On Lake Murray, again, where Capital City Huh? Where Capital City oh, Lake Murray Country is located. <laughs> um, actually, that's not where this is. I tricked you. What? <laughs> this is the Greenville Fireworks Show. The city of Greenville. Oh, come I on. got you on that one. But Lake Murray does have the Drear Island and Spence Island fireworks, mm-hmm. which are really cool. That wasn't funny. I just tried to make up for the Capital City Lake Murray funny. thing. Okay. Anyway, funny. this one's uh, uh, the Greenville. Your uh, city of Greenville is bringing about fireworks on the fourth. Uh, to join us at Unity Park on Monday, July 4th from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. for a spectacular fireworks show in our beautiful new 60-acre park. Come early, bring a pic- blanket and picnic dinner, and enjoy a memorable evening as we honor our great country. That's on the 4th, 6 to 10, Unity Park. Celebrate Simpsonville is put on a free fireworks show. Um, it's July 3rd, um, and they're going to have... Music and food again. Um, trying to see where it is, but it starts at six, so it doesn't give you that time for fireworks. Yeah, but. what we got was a listing of everything. Yeah. So go ahead. Um, Finish yours out. Okay. Independence Day celebration in Seneca is going to have food and drink vendors, live music, games for kids, and fireworks. That one is on July fourth, starting at two. It's the earliest one. All right. Um, the Red, White, and Boom at Barnett Park. Spartanburg. Is gonna, yeah, in Spartanburg. They're going to have food, music, <laughs> and then, oh, they're going to have dancing, and then fireworks, and that's on July 4th at 6. This last one is not fireworks related, but it is from Capital City. Lake Murray Country. Boy, you're <laughs> slow today. The Purple, Martin <laughs> evening, the Purple Martin Tour in the evenings crank up. Uh, Tuesday, June 28th, 6.30 to 9 p.m., uh, join Wingard's naturalist and U.S. Coast Guard Captain Zach Steinheiser or Rick Kraut for a pontoon tour of the largest purple martin roost in North America, right on Lake Murray. Um, you guys want to talk a little bit about the – but they're, they're available every Tuesday through Friday beginning June 28th through August 26th. Uh, the martins leave the island at dawn each morning for the day of insect hunting and training their newborns for the long flight to Brazil in the fall. So the evening sunset sessions, um, 12-acre bomb island is where you're going to go for the roost, and it's just got thousands and thousands and thousands of birds, mm-hmm. which is, I understand, pretty cool. Sounds like So anyway, contact them and uh, for more information. All right, Teddy, I, you have a funny. I, you, you have, you, you no, have why a, did you give it you away? You have a new hunting season. Why did you give it I'm away? I'm sorry. 
going to try and do it as serious as possible. You couldn't have kept it together. <laughs> South Carolina You couldn't D- tell me okay, to keep okay. it together. Uh, South Carolina <clears throat> DNR put out a post <laughs> on Facebook reminding everybody that the Department of Wildlife um, is, well, the Department of Wildlife is reminding everybody that snipe season is in for South Carolina. What's that again? <clears throat> snipe season. Snipe season, okay. <clears throat> it will officially open July 1st and continue through July 31st. Uh, the bag limit, the nightly bag limit, is two. You can only hunt mature, or you can only have two mature snipes. Um, flashlights are not permitted. S- excuse me, spotlights are not permitted. Flashlights are permitted. Um, no hunting for vehicles, please and thank you. Res- respect the snipes. Um, fabric and paper bags only. No plastic. And just, just remind, these laws are strictly enforced. So please, please, um, um. What am I trying to say? Um, you, comply with it. You, Please you, and thank you. You got a lot of people who didn't grow up in the country going, huh? <laughs> snipe I hunting. thought I pulled that off pretty you well. You did pretty good. I'll give it to you. Thanks, snipe Adam. hunting was something we... <laughs> I won't say what we did with snipe hunting. Anyway. <clears throat> that, was, that was just a funny for the week, folks. Uh, if you're... Oh, I'll do... Uh, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. I always do this on summertime rules. Oh, gracious alive. I've been reading Steve Rennell's new book, Outdoor Kids in an Inside World. Great book. If you don't have it, go get, get it. it. And I don't want to do this because I want to say, look, if you if you smoke a bunch of, of pork and you're wondering about shrink wrapping it or vacuum sealing it, put it in a big container, refrigerate it overnight, in the morning, all that fat and all that's got the the juiciness and the flavor in it will be firmed up, and you can vacuum seal it, no problem. Because the problem with vacuum sealing is it, it wants to pull all the moisture out of it. What are you, like squash it to squash the other day. If you can't tell, he's extremely obsessed at the moment. I'm having fun with it. I am. I've done steaks and hamburger. I'm going to come home, and, and you're going to shrink corn. wrap everything. Like, the couch is going to be shrink wrapped when Ammunition. I get home one day. Oh, my gracious alive. It's a food saver. It's not a food saver. It's a Weston. Okay, stop making it sound so exciting. It is. It's It's fun. But I have done steaks and hamburgers and ground beef. And the dog. And (laughs) corn and green beans. You know, I haven't seen chunkers in a while. Did you you, you shrink wrap chunkers? We're going to eat groundhog. No. It's not even funny. Uh, But, yeah, but. If you smoke pork, put it in the fridge overnight. The next morning, it will be nice and cold and greasy, and you can just stick it in the bag. Make sure you wipe off the edge of the bag so it can seal firmly, and it just freezes up so nicely. I'm so glad it that is. you're happy with me. All right. Thank you for being along. Thank you for listening. Thank you for helping me out, Taylor. Quit yawning. <laughs> Y'all hang in there. We'll be back next week. So in the meantime, make time to get out there. The back you can. Don't forget the camera. Back next week, more Woods and Water, South Carolina. From Carolina in my mind. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.